Well, don't ruin the motor again, because it's a pain in the ass to fix it. Well, now you know, but now you know I don't, know. Well, I'm not going to. Or you can show me how, and then I can fix it every you time. Take it apart and put your mouth on it, literally. I do that with all kinds of things. Well, we've got the episode opening. <laughs> A Star to Steer Her Hello. By, episode 81. Woo! You're so keen on the hello, Chris. Well, you know, it's, it's just... Howdy! How doodly doodly do. Good morning! In I case am. I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, <laughs> and good night. Thank you, Jake. That's from the Truman Show. Oh, guys, I gotta say, that's familiar, but... I haven't seen that shit fucking movie in a million that's years. It's a really good movie. Is it actually? It's it very actually, solid. It is a really remember, solid movie. So, like, I saw it when it first came out, and I was young... And I was like, I don't understand this really high-level shit that's happening. I came here to see Ace Ventura. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's the problem. I think when when Jim Carrey first started doing either serious movies or... Movies, less less unserious movies. Or movies that weren't strictly like body comedy or, you know, mugging, you know, Jerry Lewis bullshit. He got a lot of flag. Like, like, people didn't go for it. So, like, that movie didn't get a lot of respect. Man on the I Moon didn't get it. a lot of respect. Oh, I actually really liked Man on the Moon. Man was good, but, like, just... Broadly speaking, well, Man on the Moon was still pretty a big bunch of big deal because of that REM song, but mm. it also um, was a pretty big deal because of that REM song. I don't know, but the, but we have Star Trek episodes to talk about. Yes, this is episode eighty-one Woo! of a Star to Steer Her by. Are you trying to edit out our art again? No, I'm Chris. This is Ames. This is Caitlin. And in case I don't see you, good afternoon, <laughs> good evening, and good night. That's, that's from the Truman Show. That's Jake. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't edit it out. See what I did there? I don't know. He probably still could. put a reference in. He'll fucking figure out a way. There's there's footage of, from all of the fucking episodes of you saying this is Jake. We can um, just fit it in. My name is Jake. <laughs> the cable guy also not didn't get a lot of respect. I think the cable guys. You love the table what? guy. The table guy. The table guy. <laughs> I love the table guy. You love the cable guy. Oh, it's under. It's an underrated film. I feel pretty strongly about the sable guy. This mm. week we are looking at the survivors. And who watches The Watchers? Pervs. In The Survivors... The answer is pervs. In The Survivors, the Enterprise is responding to a distress call from a colony on Delta Rana 4, but they arrive seemingly too late. Whoops. With the entire surface of the planet decimated. No water, no plants, no nothing, except for one little square of grass and a house. Not a single luxury. <laughs> An away team is sent down, and they discover Kevin and Rishan Uxbridge, supposedly a botanist and a composer, who have survived for reasons unknown. They insist they don't want to go back to the ship. They're happy where they are. Away team goes back up. Could, what? And speaking of Jim Carrey movies, <gasps> Rishon is played by the oh, actress yeah. who plays Jim Carrey's secretary in Liar Liar. There we That's go. Right. Now it so all So Jim works. Carrey is officially relevant to this fucking episode of the yeah. podcast. Huzzah! I knew it was her right away. She's got a very distinctive voice. Well, she also looks exactly the same. True, because but her hair's completely different. Five years so. later. So her uh, voice tipped me off before anything else. Oh, I mean, I yeah, okay. I also haven't seen Liar Liar in a thousand years. Oh, me too. So the away team heads back up, and the uh, Enterprise is attacked by an unknown alien ship, but its, its power levels are... So said the A-team head back up. Oh my god. <gasps> what? When you, oh. when you said, well, the A-team headed back up. <laughs> well, no, Barkley hasn't joined the cast yet. No, that's true. But they're attacked by an alien ship, but its power levels are sort of laughable, and they give chase anyway, but it managed to keep just ahead of them all the whole time, and finally Picard's like, this is dumb! Let's go back to the planet! I want to talk to Kevin! And Picard talks to Kevin, and then they're attacked again, but this time it actually has damage, and Picard's like, I have a scheme, but I have to talk to Kevin again! And long story short, Romance. after they, you know, it looks like the house has been kerploded, you know, they hang around, the house reappears, Picard beams down, and is like, no, I'm sorry, they kidnap. They straight up kidnap yeah. Kevin and Rashawn. And Picard's like, Rashawn isn't real, is she, Kevin? And Rashawn's like, what? And Rashawn's then she like, vanishes. existential crisis. Yeah. yeah, and she vanishes. And Kevin's all, I'm actually a crazy, super powerful immortal being who met Rashawn on Earth and fell in love. And, and loves torturing Troy. Yes. Well, but who doesn't? doesn't? And then he's like, but she was killed in the attack. And that made me go kooky. And I killed the Husnock. Because like, oh yes, the invaders. He's like, no, no, I killed the Hushnock. 
all of them. Let's call it what it is. He committed genocide. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And Picard Mass is like, genocide. oh my, okay, we're gonna go. Uh, we don't have a law for that. And it's actually more like, no, we have a law for that, but you could fart us out of existence. Yeah, we so have we're a law just... for that, but we will... We, we don't have the means to yeah. enforce. You have a nice I've day, seen sir. I how you dealt with the last people that pissed you off, so we're just gonna go. Yeah, no, I'd rather run into Q again than you, you fucking psycho. Hey, guess what? You'll probably I'm... get your wish in no time. I want to run into Q again as well, but for different reasons. I would like Q to run into me. Penis yeah, yeah, first. I was, damn, I was about to say, you'd like to have Q run into you already. <laughs> Here's what's gonna happen. They're gonna be flying the ship away from the planet. And you'll have Troy after, you know, she'll be done listening to the music. She'll be sitting there in the in the bridge and she'll be like, I know we forgot something. I know we forgot something. And then she'll go, <laughs> I was literally trying to think of how to work that in. So I'm so happy that you just did that. Uh, it's so great that we're the same person. Then there was Who Watches the Watchers, which really wasn't very good. Lies. <laughs> It's no. It's one of the highest rated. Uh, yeah. Wait, I, that's the high TNG. rated I'm one. I'm curious yes. why you think that movie. That's that's a great episode, you bozo. Are you kidding? Who watches the Watchers? You really like that's it? a classic. Did we watch the, the same episode? Maybe we didn't because it's one. That's a great yeah, episode. Yeah, I like that episode. Wow. Well, I'll describe it and we'll see if maybe we somehow watched the wrong episode. A group of anthropologists are observing a group of proto-Vulcan humanoids on the planet Mintaka 3. Their holographic system goes wrong after a kerplosion, and, you know, a couple of the locals, you know, one of them sees all this and is like, what the what? And the prime directive just goes right down the shitter. One of the scientists, like, flew out of the thing, and then the Vulcan dude falls and cracks his noodle open, and... Crusher is like, I'm a doctor, fuck the Prime Directive. Well, but, but she up. also explained that the Prime Directive was already fucked. Well, yeah, but Picard still wasn't happy. Hippocratic Oath supersedes but, but Prime we, Directive. But we get our first is and only reference to Pulaski as she yes, explains the Pulaski how I gotta do the Pulaski maneuver. That's where you stuff someone full of crumpets. Yeah. So, unfortunately, the Pulaski maneuver doesn't take. It's like the shocker, but with pastries. And the Vulcan fella remembers having seen the Enterprise and Picard, decides Picard is, in fact, their long-forgotten god, the Overseer. This is what we needed to have kept Pulaski. And they very quickly establish a cult. And uh, then Picard is like, oh, for Christ's sakes. And they send Troy and Riker down to try to gaslight the people into not being religious. Well, let's be fair. That's not what happened, though. He sent... Okay. I'm sorry to cut off your, your thing, but you're explaining the episode wrong. He sent Troy and Riker down. Oh, to, to assess f- the situation. No, no, true. no. Well, partially, but the main reason they went down there was to find the scientist. Who oh, the right. Window. Parker. Palmer. 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 But yes, then they resort to gaslighting. Oddly, Noah. That's ah. right. There is gaslighting eventually. Yes. Uh, to be fair, you said they try to gaslight them. They are successful in gaslighting them. They just don't fall for it. They do a really good job mm. of being like, y'all are fucking crazy. And they're like, no. And then uh, Picard kidnaps their leader and is like, I'm not a god. And she's like, oh, no, you're not. Wait, yes, you are. Wait, what? And then Picard <laughs> gets shot by an arrow and she's like, oh, fuck, you aren't a god. Oh, shit, you got Oh, no, blood. I'm sorry. She watches a guy die. And then everyone else is convinced he's not a god because he gets shot by an arrow. And then there's like a lesson of the day moment at the end. Picard gets that thing he hangs over his chair. And for some reason he has like just the world's shittiest sling. Mm-hmm. I think is, I feel like somebody was like on the day they were shooting that scene they're like, oh wait, he's supposed to have a hurt shoulder. Yeah, yeah but Crusher could have like, okay, we'll get to it. We'll get yeah, to it. Yeah. So anyway, that's basically that episode. Well... Let's talk about the survivors first, which I think we all agree was terrible. Wait, what? I liked, I liked No, I, I was going to say, I really liked Survivors. It was okay. It wasn't my favorite. <laughs> of the two, it was my favorite. Uh, no, I thought this one was really good, actually. I liked it a lot. Huh. It <laughs> definitely confounded me slightly. At first, because, no, Jake, you had said at some point that the crystalline entity returns at some stage. Yes. So at first, I thought maybe, because I don't know when it does. Not for so I was like, oh, is this the crystal? No, no, it's not. But then what I had gotten really obsessed with uh, until the reveal, basically. No, until the reveal. I was hung up on something somebody had said about Uxbridge's work being involved with symbiotic plant life. Mm. And I was going to be like, oh, fuck, they're like plant clones, almost like the uh, shore leaf yeah, planet. like McCoy. Mm. So I was waiting for like, okay, so somehow this guy lived through means God knows how. 
His wife is... So I didn't get the idea that he was probably real, but I thought his wife was going to be like a plant clone and something. A salt vampire. I think this is one of the better executed mystery episodes. Yeah. Because I've seen this episode before, and... Even I was like, "Oh wait, what was the twist?" Like, what? I even though I was like, "Wait, I know one of I know one of them is an alien, but I can't remember who and why and how it was revealed." Why? So, do, why does only one of them have to be an alien? Have to be? Yeah, I mean, I think the, I think the only reason one of them has to be an alien, and the other one has to be fake, is so that they're forever imprisoned by themselves on a, on a planet. I think, but I feel like from a narrative perspective, yeah, I think well. The fact that his wife was killed is the motivation for his madness. Temper tantrum. Yeah, his genocidal Yeah, but they, but like the the Husnock also killed eleven hundred fucking people or eleven thousand. Fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. Yeah, everybody sure. except for him. No, yeah. fifteen thousand was the number of Shelliac people. I don't remember how many people were on this. I planet. think it was either eleven hundred or eleven thousand. Eleven thousand. It was thousand. It was multiples of thousands. Okay. Um, many thousands. They killed all of those people, and he wouldn't care. Yeah, Enough that to... was the whole point: is that he abhors yeah, violence of any kind. He's a, he's a conscientious objector. He's yeah. a space like, he wasn't, to the like, point he, of he not were, saving his own fucking yeah, wife. He, he had well, he had the he would have had the power to you know he could have just made that one ship vanish and. Saved everybody. I mean, he wouldn't even do that. You gotta admit, whatever his power level is, it does seem like you think he could have just pulled a cue and not even killed the Flipped ship, but it just like into the space, blunted it like board. a month away, and they'd have been like, "We're not going back there." Yeah. Well, he did say he tried to lure them away. Oh, did he? I missed that. He said that he tried. Yeah, he tried. He tried okay. the trick that he did. Yeah, he tried deception. First. Oh, okay, why okay. couldn't he actually bring his wife back to life? How how powerful is this guy? Because it seems like he's he not a god do... like Picard. Yeah. Well, well apparently he's also not Q level either well, because no Q, one is Q, Q level. could have just rewound time or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he could have just Q, straight up. Yeah. Q can bring back the dead. So, but yeah. this guy apparently can manifest. Destiny, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So like wherever he Whatever is, on, he wants. You know, they, we, in the in the the Star Trek cosmology of like super high level beings, he's probably somewhere above the god we met in Star Trek Five, mm. but below Q, definitely. Well, and def- probably below Apollo as well. well or maybe he was the, one little... of the Apollo people. No, because Apollo needed a power source. So mm. he is above Apollo. Then. Yeah, he's he probably above be, Apollo. He could be a Trelane level, possibly. Yeah, but also more mature. So yeah. like he's Trelane's, Trelane's mom. mom. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's probably at or slightly above Trelane, but below a Q. I think everything is basically below a Q, except for maybe Guinan at this point. So I think having him have all of this power, whether it be below Q, above Trelane, wherever he falls in the up, up, like absurd amount of power level, he should have been able to do something to the Husnock. To make them go away without resorting to any manner of violence, because as I said, he's a space quaker, which is what the writers are going for. Hmm. The, like his power seemed to change drastically. Like he was to be, would be surprised whenever Picard would come down, and yet he can create a ship that can attack the Enterprise. Like so, how is he not like he? He seems aware yet not aware of things. I don't think he's omniscient. Yeah, he's very powerful, but his perception is. Like, if he if maybe he was actively looking for Picard, he wouldn't have been surprised by his appearance. Mm. But he was trying to keep to himself, yeah. mostly. And, and gave he, up after three hours yeah, after he the also house didn't, he, Yeah, he also couldn't tell, I don't think. Like, every time the Enterprise left and came back, he didn't know it had returned. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't think he's... Con- I don't think... I think he when, he... when he knows the Enterprise is in orbit, he can create the, the enemy ship to attack it. Right? Yeah. Okay. And the enemy ship is an actual ship. It's not some... It's not a trickery to the mind. It's... I mean, it's a physical ship, but he did create it. Okay. But he's not controlling it. I imagine... This is... He has some control. Oh, I got so confused on these things. Like, with the, with, with the Husnock... He could have just beamed himself onto the Husnock ship, unplugged their coffee maker, and left, and they'd go away. <laughs> I love the idea of that literally being his plan. It's like, bloop, and then, fuck, our coffee! We can't attack without it! Retreat! <laughs> well, he also said that he had renounced his powers. Yeah. Which, when he, when he assumed human form, he renounced, well, he said when he fell in love with his wife... He renounced all okay. of his powers. So it could be that until the tipping point of, you kill my wife, mm-hmm. he was sticking to that oath to renounce his powers. So even though he could have yeah. technically 
done it, he was, you know, he was like the monk with the, you know, the oath of celibacy until he saw, like, that nice, tight ass. Is this a, is this a fable? Yeah, he, the monk I, that sees the tight ass. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, it's you an were Aesop, go- isn't it? You were going for Kung Fu, but then got a little confused somewhere. Probably. But yeah, I think that's the idea. I think he's, he's like total Zen master in yeah. his human form. No magic. I don't, I, I would say, I don't think his wife has any, had no. any idea no. that he was not no. a human. And then. Even his fake wife that he constructs doesn't seem to know that he's not human, which is weird crazy. Well, like, what did he build? What did he make out of out of Play-Doh and put in the microwave? I think it was, I think he just conjured a exact duplicate of his wife. That's insane. Yeah. she was sentient. Yeah. Like, he wasn't controlling her ever. Like, for a while, because I knew that the twist was going to be, because I read the synopsis first, I knew that the twist was going to be, and I thought that she was going to be, like, a projection of some kind, and mm. thinking to myself, oh, he's so smart that he's using her to throw everybody off the trail. And then you realize, nope, she's just doing this on her own. Yep. Wait, and so why doesn't he, he just... To, he was able to create life, but he can't bring someone back from the dead? Well, I don't think it's real life, because he can will it out of existence again. Well, maybe... He I mean, could I guess do that with, the whole, will, with yeah, all the people, the though. Yeah, so he he could do it with every single person that the host not killed. Guys, he, he could have just put a fucking dome over everything and reflected the shots. I mean, he like, could have, I guess... That's a good you could, idea. You could, con- you could conceive... But, again, he renounced his powers. That's why he didn't build a dome or stop the attack. He was trying to stick to whatever his species version of the Prime Directive is. Yeah, I, was thinking, mm. I don't think it's his species. I think it's his no, personal yeah, Prime no, Directive. No, yeah. I think that this episode suffered from what a lot of episodes seem to suffer from, which is it ran short and it got repetitive. Like, how? why we gotta visit the farm six times? See, the only thing, the, the reason it didn't bother me as much with this as it has with other episodes is because it felt like each time there was a little bit Picard, more. Was, Picard was learning like more and more steps. I don't know how the fuck he jumped from. Okay, I've I've met with Kevin a couple times. I like me listening to his music box. He's fake, therefore I should let them blow it up. Yeah, no, that Picard. was a that was a hell of a gamble. Well, it was. I think it was a it was a test because he. I think, if he's wrong though, you just got two people killed. Well, sure, but I think he's he. Well, but they were refusing to the, come anyway. After the know? second time they went there, or the the second time the ship. The enemy ship appeared and actually fired on them, and they left. He realized that it was only after they had gone down to the planet that the ship would come. So he he hypothesized that oh, there was a connection. There's a connection between talking to Kevin and letting Kevin know that we're out up of here. two times. No, that's not that's not a pattern. That's a coincidence. I think, and all well, also you had to add to the fact that every time they come back, the ship is gone and the and the farm is still there. So if it was actually an enemy ship, it would have also attacked the farm. Or it would have stuck around, or it would have followed the Enterprise. Or you jump to the more logical conclusion that Kevin and Rashawn colluded with Russia. In which case, let them get kaploted. Exactly. So, that and, that's why, and, and that was the that was the genius of his test when he went down to the planet for the last time and said, the only thing that will get me to leave is if you get destroyed. And then to test that... He, went, he allowed the ship to destroy them because he basically told Kevin, oh, you want me to go away? Here's how to make me go away. And then Kevin did the thing to make Picard go away. Yeah, so there was, there was escalation within yeah, the repetition. It, it may, I think it makes, I mean, it is somewhat of a leap and <clears throat> Picard had a lot of balls. And oh, yeah. it's hard to say why he didn't explain the plan to the rest of the crew because yeah. everyone else was kind of like, what the fuck are you doing? You just let them get killed? Look, they is- might be. They might be... Russian colluders? Captain's prerogative is to let the crew sweat a little. Mm. Also, it was revenge for every time anyone has ever called him up and said, Captain, you need to come see this, instead of just explaining the fucking situation over the phone. But it is, I mean, I think it shows... I liked it. I like it as a as a, as a maneuver, as a Picard maneuver, mm. in Ooh. that it sort of shows that he does have the gonads when it comes right down to it, that he will risk... Potentially his entire career. Yeah. You know, I'm sure Starfleet would look none too fondly on Riker's report about the incident. But I, don't know, I, thought, I thought it worked. Mm. Good tea. <coughs> nice house. I loved the Oh, war. that was amazing. Oh, war. With the little cup that was like a little too small for him. He hated that tea so much. I, I also... Like not enough blood in it. I think he liked it. 
No, he made, he a, made face. a face. Oh, really? He like grimaced as he drank. It was like, oh god damn it. Tea. Yeah, but don't this play, tea play. isn't poison like the stuff I made Pilates yeah. drink. <laughs> what I also kind of said to you last night, Caitlin, was it was so weird to have Picard call somebody Kevin. Like, I, I, it's not it's not like a space name. Oh yeah, like normally, like you'd you think because he's supposedly a botanist. Like normally, he would be like, ah, Doctor Oxbridge, but mm-hmm. it says ah, Kevin. Hmm. It yeah, was a little weird. It, yeah, it just felt strange because normally when he deals with people, if they have a title, that's kind of what he defaults to. I feel like mm. hell, Star Trek in general does that. So the fact that he was just ah, Kevin, it's like this is weird. Mm. Well, plus it's like by the 24th century, you feel like the, the name Kevin is no longer going to exist. Yeah, I mean, everything comes I'm back. Sure I mean, Jean-Luc still exists. That barely exists now. And yeah. French is a dead language, so yeah. it's especially confusing. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I like Good old Bill Riker. I liked his shirt, too. I liked the, the kind of the asymmetry. Yeah. yeah. And I liked Rashawn's dress. Mm. Oh, Chris hated her dress. Really? No, you didn't like Troy's dress. Yeah, I hated Troy's dress. I like Troy's dress, too. <laughs> It just, it, I don't if know, I had just... Troy's taut little figure, I'd be all over that shit. Mm. Well, speaking of Troy... Uh, oh, yeah. Does we have to? She hears the music and goes, cuckoo pants. That was kind of fucked up. I mean, up. to be fair, so would you, though. No, no, I know. Yeah. That's what I mean. It was actually genuinely kind yeah. of fucked up. You only get what you get. I got the music in you. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, but Troy was, Troy was weird. Song. Troy was weird when she first started hearing the music in that she just hid it. And like pretended it wasn't happening for a couple of scenes. Yeah. Oh, she and seemed I'm like, to be Troy, like Troy, cry on it. Tell fucking Crusher what's <laughs> going on. Well, I, I don't know what she'll I mean, do for you, but you fucking tell someone. Yeah, but can you imagine if you were a doctor? Imagine you're a doctor and someone goes in and says, I got a song stuck in my head. <laughs> like, what do you do for that? I think I don't think Troy realized until it was too late that it was a serious problem. I mean, fucking woman barely knew how to deal with a headache when Picard had one. Or That's the true. common cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, anything else. But yeah, it was a little funny. Like, just like, I'm gonna go. I feel like, uh... And then she's freaking out her, in her mirror until her little doorbell knocks yeah. or whatever, and she's like, nope, nope. Let me straighten up my hair. I don't want to... Yeah. No, 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 no. I gotta keep up appearances. I'm right, said at the time, too, and she was like... I'm not feeling well. I, I'd like to go to my quarters. And because, oh, of course. It's like, oh, of course. I mean, I only actually invite you to these things because regulations require I ask all senior officers if they want to come. I could give a fuck if you're in the room, frankly. Did you notice that at that meeting, Riker was staring at Troy the whole time? He was staring fucking bullets into her. Yeah. And she's, and yeah, she's like, was. silently freaking out. And <clears> I'm thinking, Riker's going to ask because he knows Troy. He yeah. knows Troy biblically. He's going to ask her, Troy, something's up with you. What's going on? And nothing. Fucking Riker. He was also... Worst ex-boyfriend ever. He probably was just looking at her tits. <laughs> he wasn't even paying attention to the fact that her face that she was zoning out, he was just like... <sighs> he was also... I, I don't know. I, I guess uh, Freaks maybe was having a particularly bad day because even for him, he was sitting at a really weird angle. Mm, to, the better to see down her tits with. Mm. Whatever I mean. But yeah, I don't know. I thought it was... Felt like a B-plot, but it wasn't ultimately a B-plot. It was, it was the answer to why doesn't Troy figure yeah. this out? So I'm glad and that they, they at least made an effort to yeah, for once neutralize it Troy. Yeah, it wasn't just her powers are on the blink again. Yeah. It's someone is actively fighting against her. Yeah, if this had been a season one or season two episode, A, Marina Sirtis wouldn't have been in the episode, and that <laughs> solves the problem. Or B, they just would her or her powers would have not... Yeah, they would have been on the fritz. Yeah, they would have been like, oh no, she has her period. She yeah, can't or just, tell you know, now. some weeks she has full-on telepathic abilities. Some yeah. weeks she has barely an inkling that you're sad if you're crying. I can tell you're frowning. What does it mean? Hmm. Hmm. We'll see if it's Worf. God knows. <laughs> if it's Worf, he just enjoyed a cup of tea. <laughs> so what was that? The one where, uh, what's her name, smashes the shit out of the table? And oh. she's like, oh, you're upset? The emissary. Oh, yeah. you're saying that because you're reading my mind? Um, no, asshole, I see the mess you just made. No, she replaces the tabletop with a bunch of thin, broken shards. <laughs> <laughs> really, it was just redecorating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I found odd? The Uxbridges have a tiger trap, not a tiger trap, a, like a, tr- a foot-snaring trap. What are those? Oh, ones? yeah, I forgot about snares. that. Yeah. Like a snare just in their yard oh, like for Riker to get snare. stuck in. Yeah, yeah. which is pretty what, funny. Like, what was... What was the... That is actually very odd. How do you harvest tea? Because... <laughs> <laughs> I wait for the tea monster to walk into my yard and I trap him. Maybe that's how it works on <laughs> And then plan. trim his pubes and soak them in water. Steep them for five minutes. 
but no more, or your tea will taste like dicks. That's right. I mean, I think that we don't know much about what this world was like balls. before it was decimated. Maybe they had a predator issue. The thing is, it's decimated. Why? Why put the trap back in your fake yard that you've basically made created on your own? Good point. And are you expecting someone to come down and get trapped in it? Also, it's never. Uh, also, Riker, fucking bad footing, buddy. And it's never uh, explained. It's never addressed. Why was the trap there in the first place? Like, if if you if you were they just like total recluses that didn't well, like want so, since people we, visiting? Since we don't know what the planet was like before, there may have been a legitimate reason for it. Again, they could actually have a genuine like predator problem. Yeah, but it wouldn't. Maybe there was better, a rim running around. There's grimming. better but ways the to catch wouldn't. a predator from like. Huh, yeah, like act like a twelve year old on the internet and invite them to your house. You said to catch a predator. Have a seat right over here. Gross. I mean, yeah, um, honestly, that that is definitely a case of... They wanted to add some action to the they plot. Wa- they wanted the joke, you know, and so, yes, reality or sense took a back seat to wouldn't it be funny to dangle Riker upside down. Maybe him and his wife are primals and he likes to catch her in a trap before cutting her down and fucking her. Maybe. I'm sorry, is that a real fetish? Sure, there's something Is like there... That. Is what a real fetish? Primals? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> not, like not, not to kink shame, but Jesus, I'm just learning about this. <laughs> one raker, one dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Great. Oh dear, uh, we went there. That's we did. We yeah, did. but yeah, that was a little. That felt like a little like oh boy, a little slapstick to start us off. Yeah, little a little TOS. And also like the type of trap it was, you know, the old catch around the yeah. foot thing. That type of trap is designed to be a simple device, you know, that you have like a branch or something. But they got this whole nothing. But there's like they, there's like an there must, there's like some underground <coughs> device yeah. that has enough like like a pneumatic piston or something that can lift the thing yeah. ten feet in the air. It's so, actually one of those amusement park rides that <laughs> like goes all the way up and then drops really suddenly. Yeah. It's actually one of those. So it's like it's it's not just. It's a needlessly like for the amount of effort put into rigging that particular trap. Yeah, they could have just set up like a fence. I, I don't know a, <laughs> yeah. a humane trap or a fence, some or... sort of low level stun field. Yeah, maybe that's just expense. Well, to post scarcity economy. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it is true though that Kevin. They do kind of address that Kevin is paranoid of outsiders because when after they get trapped. He confronts them. Oh yeah, yeah. With a gun. Maybe here's a possible explanation. Maybe the unloaded the snack. They are the types to be incapacitated by such a trap. Maybe. So maybe those traps are rigged to catch who snacks. Mm. I don't know. My favorite kind of snacks. I feel like (laughs) the the snack just shoot you from space. Yeah, but they're. I don't think like like last year, like not last week with Data's. Girlfriend. I thought there was a ground assault because they talked about the the colonists going going off to, off fight. to fight. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, so there must have been some kind happened. of ground assault. Yeah. Then why is everything gone? Maybe mm. afterwards they maybe they pillaged first and then did a mop up job with an aerial assault, nuke it from orbit. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. So, or I mean, maybe it's just maybe the planet was fucked up but not fully decimated until Kevin snapped. It occurs to me. That this episode and Ensigns of Command mm-hmm. could be two alternate versions of the same story. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's thematic connections, definitely. I pre mean, pre and post Shellyak coming yeah, in. Yeah, hmm. I know they missed a perfect opportunity to already bring back the Shellyak. They could have been like, <laughs> seriously, I made the Shellyak disappear. All of them. It's like, oh great, so now we won't ever ask the question, <clears throat> why do we never see this villain again? Mm. Which mm-hmm. I was certainly asking. Yeah. They weren't very good villains, were they? They were just bureaucratic, annoying assholes. Yeah. Good enough of that in real life. <laughs> this is science fiction, goddammit. Mm. Plus, we all know the best bureaucratic enemies in Star Trek are from Starfleet or their this Federation is... Oh, Observers. I was going to say the Ferengi. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was thinking the Ferengi. I, was, I thought you were going the Ferengi. Route. No, I was, I was thinking of all the times there's been some sort of observer. <laughs> no, Williams, he said villains. I don't think the Ferengi Please. are particularly <laughs> bureaucratic. They're just... Business-minded. I just Opportunistic. Think... I mean, I just think they're miserly. They're yeah. Just, just... I mean, we haven't learned all of their rules. That's yet. true. Yeah, they, we haven't. Yeah, they do have a lot of rules of acquisition, but there's not like there's not a lot of bureaucracy specifically. Yeah. The bureaucracy is bribe. 
<laughs> you, don't, you don't have to fill out a, a you know a, a form Z two nine six. You just have to bribe the right person. So yeah, that's um that's a crazy ending. It's a yeah, it's a it's a crazy ending, and then it just ends, and you're like, so we're just gonna leave, and you're like, wow, you're not letting us think about this at all. Yeah, <laughs> holy yeah, shit! This is kind of like. Well, because I mean, in reality, it's like we were saying, like, Picard's log is just like, he should be left alone. And it's like, no, but really, like, holy shit, leave him alone. Well, I f- yeah, I mean, I feel like... Like, what do you do in I the face like of that? I feel like that planet is going to make it onto the Talos list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guess what? Is, There's two death penalties now. The thing is, now, now Kevin can just make himself a society of all these people that he can just create. And sort of like Mud is he did. being punished? I can't even tell. I think he's in a prison of his own making. I mean, that's well, a- it seems like a pretty nice prison. Well, yeah, but it, I mean, he's obviously tortured. He gets to over, waltz with his wife every day, but he also knows that it's fake, right? Like, yeah, like you can't take away the fact that his real wife dead. Like it's gets- fake, but she can still. She fucking still has decision making capabilities. And she them still titties has conversations. and a mouth, cute Did dress. I, have you ever heard the legend? Of the Hidden Temple? Kevin the Wise. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think there's... He, like... He gets to live with a scale of regret we can't comprehend for the rest of time. Now, is that adequate? No, frankly. <laughs> but it's... I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's literally nothing anyone um, can do know, to this man. here's the thing, though. Those fucking who's next... They sound like real cunts. So, frankly, I think he did the, the galaxy a favor. I am I am pro Kevin. I'm on Team Kevin. Fuck those who snacks. And take their snacks and eat them somewhere else. <laughs> He's saying who snacks. So I just feel like we're about to do a Dr. Seuss story. Who snacks are these? <laughs> That's what I mean. Like there, there is no who wants snacks. Who snacks? Who snacks? Like they didn't. They didn't try to give it a moral ending. You know, Kevin didn't. Yeah, instead they did that classic TOS thing where they were like, wow, a catastrophe. But, you know, at least least it didn't end on a laugh line. It just ended on, oh, wow, this happened. There's nothing we can do. This is horrible. And that, in a way, was more effective. Because, again, like, again, they also could have, they could have, what I was going to say is they could have made it more moralistic by, like, you know, I mean, the one thing that could destroy Kevin is probably Kevin. Oh. So he could have, like, disintegrated himself. But no, he still exists. I don't think he can because he's immortal. Well, yeah. Even an immortal can't kill themselves. I don't. But if he give up all... But they could have said that for the sake of the story, you know? Mm. If they wanted to give it a very tidy, like... But they left this very, like, like, no, this... This is it. This is the reality of the no, situation. But, but also then they'd sort of be glorifying suicide, which I'm sure in the late 80s they would have been... Yeah, but then you get... You know, it gets complicated again. He's, he's killing himself, but... For something intensely horrible he did. Mm-hmm. I did read that the actor, John Anderson, uh, who played Kevin, almost turned down the role because like, in the within the past year he had lost his own wife. Oh, and then oh. the, um, the episode was hitting very, very close to home. Did he oh. commit genocide? In, yes. As vengeance for the death That's of his wife? That's how close to home it was. The wow. actor, Adolf Hitler, <laughs> almost turned down the role. Oh my god, that's the common theme this week. Losing one's wife. Take my life. Uh, no, really. Hey. Hey, my wharf. <laughs> ah. Oh, God. Uh, before we move on, before anyone is, because I keep forgetting to mention this, wharf. Again, a very good line from him. Talking about know, the, the gall of trying to hold him off with an empty phaser. It's like, I like gall. He does. <laughs> that was cute. That was great. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought this was mm, probably my favorite of the season. I mean, really? the season's only three episodes old. This is probably... One of my favorite ones we've yet seen from TNG. Really? I wow. really liked this one. I don't know if I'm ready to go that far, but yeah. I, I did like it. I think the more we talked about it, the more confused I got on elements of it. That's fair. I mean, I feel like with anything, there's a certain um, there's a certain level of you have to... Suspend your disbelief. Yeah, there, I was going to say that. Yes, I mean, Picard just knows specifically that the wife, despite being 1,000 years old, went into battle. That's how he gets him. Mm. Picard. 1,000 years old. Look, she's 80, what, 5? And in space years, that's like 50. I thought he was 85 and she was... 82. They're both in their 80s. I know that much. They were old in dazers. Yes. Um, well, that's right, because Data like read off their fact sheet because yep. he was showing off his 
special power. I memorized. I memorized. You You downloaded it. I memorized the Facebook. I've been like jacking off that thing for like three weeks. There's another dead man on campus in all of this. Yes! Holy shit! I forgot that you were my dead man on campus soul sister. I like that movie. I fucking love that movie. Soul sister, soul sister. I've heard it's in years. I don't remember anymore. Let mama lie down in a moulin rouge. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah, no, and I, no I, New Orleans. Trotting us off on the street. But yeah, I like wow, the reveal. Wow, I like wow. the appropriate build-up. And again, I, I did enjoy the fact that the ending was like, nope, this happened, and we are not putting a tight little bow on for you. Mm. Fuck you. Go right off and go fuck yourself. I don't also know. I didn't get it. It was the Moulin Rouge, the chorus oh, damn part it. to it. Because it's like in French, and I have no fucking idea what they say. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? There you go. Would you like to sleep with me tonight? Oh, nice. That's what that means. Banging. Does Picard ever say that? Because I think he does. French is a dead language, okay? Well, <laughs> anyway, um, let's move on. Uh, so you guys really liked The Survivors. Jake and I, I think, really liked Who Watches the Watchers. I hated Who Watches the Watchers. Like, I'm really interested why you guys I mean, did not like this episode. Yes. Because this is one shit, of my favorite episodes. They shit hard all over the Prime Directive. Oh, I mean, that I'm fine with. But I mean, I, 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 I think... The, the thing is, the Prime Directive was fucked from the beginning, and everything else was trying to bring it back <laughs> until they're like, well... By making for more and more terrible decisions. Well, well she, they already know something's amiss. Let's bring them up here. Picard, what are you doing? I mean, but he does that all the time. They did that with That's Sex true. Planet they Lady. They did that with Justice. Here's my theory about Picard. I think one point... In his past, he got laid after showing a woman a planet out a window, and now every time there's a woman on the Enterprise, oh. he's like, here, let's go look That'd at the planet. That'll get me, actually. And he's gonna pull that shit again in first contact. He is. He certainly is. Aww. Uh, because he, loves, he did it he to Sex Planet body. Girl. Yeah, I'm going to show you where New Zealand used to he be. He did it to, uh, to, to... Where'd New Zealand go? It, the, Fake the, Vulcan Girl. There, there, yeah, there's a fuck up in the. Oh, it's in the movie. In the movie, oh. yeah. Uh, they forgot to put New Zealand in. All right, we'll get to that in a couple of years. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I thought there was a different New, New Zealand joke. No, no, no. Hi, black cat. Hi, black cat. You done mating with I your mean, brother? It was a pretty bad oh. war, so. Mm, true. So my problems with this episode, I don't know what Caitlin's problems were. We watched we watched this separately, but my problems were, I feel like the focus was off, the development was poor, there was. All the makings of a good episode there, but it, like just off the bat, I think my main problem was just that again, this is a case where narrative requirements overruled sanity, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it was just a bit too much for me to deal with. Because like, all right, you've got this duck blind, which mm-hmm. duck blinds, as Jake you explained ages ago in an episode, are just a stupid idea to begin with. Yeah, like the level of technology they have, they do not have to be on the planet. Yeah, pointing so just, their duck blind at the side of a mountain where, yeah. oh, where the people are only rarely going. Yeah, like, from the off, a duck blind's a bad idea. But if you're gonna have one, you are going to have so many redundancies so that what happened really shouldn't have. I mean, why would you even have have it be a hot... Why wouldn't you just beam out a chunk of rock from inside a mountain, beam your base into the mountain... Yeah. And just have sensors and yeah. cameras and camera shit. traps yeah. that they use for to watch Siberian <clears throat> tigers. Don't, like, and shit. The fact that it's a it's you know in 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 engineering, there's two ways to design a system. One of them is fail dangerous, and the other one is fail safe. Mm. So wait, is that true? Yeah. So when you hear the term fail safe, that's what it's referring to. So fail dangerous is when this thing breaks. It, the, the it's the, gonna kill everybody. The default state is it's unsafe. So, you so know, like a nuclear reactor. Like a well, yeah, exactly. But that's why you build into reactors and things fail safes. The warp core on a starship is fail dangerous mm. because when it breaks, the ship explodes. Yeah, no, the only option is eject it. Yeah, and hopefully you have the time to do there that. There are there are nuclear reactor designs that are fail safe, but that's another topic entirely. But yeah, like the ones at Three Mile Island or Chernobyl weren't. And evidently Fukushima. Yeah. But yeah, and then there's fail safe. But anyway, if you're designing this duck blind, you want it to fail safe. Yeah. You want it to do, you want it to fail in such a way that you don't contaminate the culture when the power goes out. And yeah, like I ugh, the, 
So there was that just from the off. I'm like, oh, God, this is a bit much. And then I think it would have been a much better episode, frankly, if even after Palmer was found, there was this tension on the planet between people that, what was his name? Uh, Lido. Lido. Lido was sort of converting. Lilo and Lico. Stitch. Sorry. Lico is sort of converting and pulling to his side. And other people are like, this is insane. I don't yeah. know what this guy is, but your story is nuts. And if it had been more the story of like this guy who is seeing what he wants because he's desperate because of the death of his wife. Like they kind of drop hints about it. But even so, like the escalation at the end is like, I get where it came from, but it still felt a little unearned. Yeah, again, a lot of it seems to be people making poor decisions and... Yeah, I mean, I, I will agree that this episode has some plot holes, such as... Involving Troy. No, Troy did a good job this week, I actually. Yeah, no, good for... Actually, Troy wrote her good. stuff to do for once. Yeah. Like, I do think there would have been... An, there would have been other ways to get Troy out of the situation that didn't involve Picard shitting on like, I mean, taking a big steamy dump on the At that point, though, like, getting rid of Troy, like, now these people are aware that there is weird magic. And they're, yeah. like, they're, they're contaminated. Yeah, well, I mean... And how do you get rid of that? They were because very, the Pulaski maneuver doesn't fucking work the, on The them. Mentakins... I feel like, here's the thing, if Troy and Riker and Palmer had managed to all escape together safely... Hmm. So, you know, Troy's little, you know, oh, look over there, Ruse. I liked, I liked, I was actually thinking, someone needs to, needs to pull a look over there. Thank you, Troy, you did a thing! You did a thing really well! But I also, like, I don't quite know what the plan, well, we'll get to that, but, yeah, I feel like if that had worked, you could say, okay, there's been some moderate contamination with this small group of people, but in, but in time... Bomb. You know, it'll just be a story, right? I don't. Mm. It's not going to rekindle their belief, possibly. So you probably could have ended it there. Yeah. But well, and also they probably would have like all gotten over it after they like tried and failed over and over again to appease the Picard, which is not an actual god and therefore not going to actually do them any favors. Mm. I mean, this is also the, like not not to spoil an episode of the Orville you guys haven't seen, but uh, it's one of the better Orvilles if, if that helps at all. But, you know, the Orville crew goes down to a planet, uh, I forget why, but they were essentially wandering into an early culture, and someone spots Kelly, her name is Kelly, I remember, and like they get hurt, and Kelly cures them really quick of whatever their scratch was or whatever, and they return, because this the planet has a very, very fast growth cycle, basically, mm. and they go back, and the whole society has matured over, you know, what's the equivalent of hundreds of years, I think. And they've developed a whole gigantic religion that controls their people around the existence of the Kelly. Yeah, so essentially the Orville completely copies Yeah, they do. The blink of an eye from Voyager. Yeah. Which is the exact same plot, except except the Kelly part, but there's Well whatever. the Kelly part is in Who Watches the Watchers. That's true, that part is. So they made an amalgamation of these two episodes and claimed that they uh, made presented it as their own original work. So congratulations. I mean, Seth. that's just like fucking like Tex-Mex. You're just combining <laughs> two things to make a new thing to make people full of food. Yeah, but most people eat Tex-Mex and they're like, I'm eating Mexican food. Or like Asian fusion. People, everyone's into Asian fusion when you watch Food Network. You know, and it's also, it's pretty bullshitty because it's... It's just know. rice. It's just things with rice. Yeah. Just, just make it a couple of white guys who are like, oh yeah, no, I spent a month backpacking in Bangkok, so I'm totally in touch with the culture and cuisine now. Yeah. Mm. I watched the Travel Channel one time, so now I'm totally Indonesian. Okay, but here's the thing. I've watched so much Chopped that I think I could be a contestant on Chopped. I would, that's different I would, than thinking you have the game. right to open it. Oh, I'm also Asian. Asian. They, they do a lot of specials with amateurs, if you're into that. Dude... I would fucking love to be on Chopped, but the problem is, is that I can now look at a, ba- a basket and say, okay, I know exactly what I would do with those things, but I don't have the technique to back up <laughs> what I would do. Yes, but I'll yeah. take the entire 20 minutes cutting the carrot, because I'm terrible at cutting the vegetables. The thing about amateur is that the, the camera angles are always <laughs> weird, it's, it's, it's always, like, tits grainy. Are, it's either, like, it's like the boob job was bad. Well, like, yeah, here's the thing. Here's what I think about amateur, is that... It's 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 really really instead of calling it amateur, they should just call it home porn. No, because a lot of times it's still studio produced. I think, and really? and it's just they have slightly uglier women. 
I think that's the difference. So what should it be? Like they're not quite, and I mean, uglier in re- relative terms, because you know, I mean, you porn, can argue about the attractiveness. A lot of porn, of, I was gonna say, a lot of porn yeah. stars are a little. But the, well, the okay, we'll say this: it's it's porn. It's regular studio produced porn where the makeup budget wasn't as high. Anyway, pornography aside. Oh, yeah, back to pornography corner. Back to chop. Um, oh yeah, I want to be on. So you know, what was what was? Say, I didn't actually ask you specifically. What what didn't you like about it? I don't know. It felt like like a TOS retread. Really? To me, I don't think TOS could handle this. I'm not sure I could handle it. I mean, it, it reminded. Me, I mean, it plot wise, it has echoes of you know, World is Hollow a little bit. I guess not that one. Um, the one really one. how. Well, because they're, you know, they have to basically convince this society that their mm. god is not really a god. Okay. Which well, is, could it also sort of be the apple in that case? That's true, but the apple people were idiots. Yeah, no, I kind of wanted them to contaminate that culture. That culture sucked. Um, um, I mean, I guess there's there's numerous TOS episodes with which center on the plot convince people that the thing... That is controlling yeah, them. Return is of the Archons. Specifically, though, I'm thinking about the one with the woman sorceress, where like they're all outdoorsy people. Oh, uh, yeah, where they kind of do the Vietnam sorceress. War. Oh, yeah, it felt like they were like it, feel, think, it felt like they were in the same set. Yeah, I think Private Little War. Is that right? But yeah. I think they probably were at the Vasquez Rocks. For yes, this. they were, and it was like a hundred degrees outside, and everyone. Was oh, miserable. those poor bronzes. So, and yeah. because there were like bees and scorpions and shit, they couldn't wear deodorant. What? Because it it like makes bees want is to make you. Is it Vasquez or Velasquez? What is it? Vasquez. Jesus, that's another reason to just not hike. Deodorant attracts death bugs. I was actually really attracted to Vasquez and aliens. I don't remember Vasquez. God damn it, Jay. Vasquez was the was the tough Latina. Oh yeah, yeah. With the big gun. Yeah. All right. Some of us haven't seen aliens. <coughs> oh, oh, you really? should. It's a good movie. I've um, seen five movies total. So here's the thing, wow. frankly speaking, this way I always put it. Alien, the first one, is the better movie. Aliens is more fun. Alien is survival horror. Yeah, it's two, they're Aliens two different is genres. a different genre. It's completely yeah, different yeah. genre. But Alien, as far as the first two goes... That's why everyone everyone else I know says Aliens also, is al- better. Also, Alien is... Way better. I, I respectfully disagree. I think it's, a, I think it's an unfair comparison... Well, yeah, and I also think, and I also think that Alien also, suffers, apples, suffers apples from oranges, major, major pacing issues. Well, maybe. I haven't seen it in a long time. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. The plot of this episode was cliche as shit. There we go. I'm so sick of things thinking that another thing that they see is God. It Ooh. just annoys me. You better get used to that because I feel like this is going to happen even more. It does happen. I'm sure. I just don't like <laughs> it. I think it's boring. I think it's... Unoriginal, I mean, and I don't enjoy it. I couldn't listen to OG talk without hearing Bobby Hill, so there's that. Bobby Hill. She's the character, yeah, yeah, the, or the, the voice actress, actress of uh, no shit. Bobby OG is the same. Was that the, the daughter? Yeah, the daughter. Oh, no shit, Oh, that's my funny. God. I was sitting there thinking, she sounds like somebody. Oh, yeah, she sounds like Holy Bobby Hill. Holy shit. Oh, that was another thing. This is one why I disliked the episode. This is something I noticed. They also half-assed the makeup. Yes, the makeup was also TOS level. That was, was the other thing. Spe- it looked shit. The one point I especially noticed <laughs> was when Picard was showing the leader the planet, they did this, like, shot of her face from below. And you could see they only did her makeup as far as, like, the okay, end of yeah, her chin, and then her too. neck was a completely different color. You, you That's know, just how women do their makeup. You know what really took, speaking of that scene, you know what really took me out of this episode? When they were in the conference room the planet was rotating the opposite direction it was rotating in the exterior shots i did maybe, not notice maybe that. that maybe that deck is upside down no because they no i don't think that was i think point. that's how it has to be <laughs> fine <laughs> I, I did not because they were in the conference the room which is directly behind the bridge which is on the top of the ship so <laughs> but um still but, gravity could be upside <clears throat> down in that room but like you guys, you you should, you know, now that we've shat on it, I think you should be nice to it. It's been a long time, I think, since we sort of been so diametrically opposed yeah, on that. I'm, I'm really surprised because, uh, I don't know, I, I like this episode. I, I, I guess I am, I'm kind of a sucker for this plot. Mm. I don't know, the, just the, the, because I don't know, I like these deconstructions of the Prime Directive, even yeah. if they're, even if they do become cliche from time to time, you know, because you, you kind of have to say, well, how do you handle this situation? Obviously... The right answer was let Liko die. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, that's what should have happened. And I feel like that could have been a bigger cornerstone. That could have been a longer discussion, maybe. Well, I think it was a... It was a it was a seat of the and pants that's decision pals again. by mm, yeah exactly. It was a seat of the pants decision by um, Crusher to beam him up. Pulaski wouldn't have pulled this shit. Oh, she might have. She that's might true. have just too annoyed. Because remember <laughs> last season when in pen pals, you know, I was like, oh well, what about this? She's like, yeah, no, obviously. Like, no, I think if anything, I wouldn't be surprised if they started writing this episode. Not sure if Diana Muldar was leaving mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> yeah, and I also think that like the. It's another example of how the Prime Directive, as well-meaning as it might be, has serious negative implications. And it's also yeah. not something that you can... It's it's diametrically opposed to human nature. Yeah. Right? Because, you, know, you know, they're Starfleet officers. Their, their jobs are to help people. Mm. But, and to be curious. Yeah. And in this case, those two, those two traits combine to create a situation that could have been devastating for the, uh, yeah. for the inhabitants. Yeah, I think there was and there were some bad decisions made throughout. I think the fact that um, they like they they should have found a way to get Troy out. Mm. You know that that was a challenge. Yeah, like I think for me, a way it could have been like I don't even I don't dislike this kind of plot. Mm. I just feel like the way this one worked, none of it felt as developed as it could have been. And I feel like what may have been better was instead of. Like, maybe if they'd actually just spent more time with Riker and Troy trying to calm them down and not having everything go tits up in the process. And just seeing them actually try to... Because you really didn't get to see a lot of that. Like, so you mostly saw they showed up and tried gaslighting and yeah. then I think, I think Palmer you, showed up. I think that might be trying to cram too much into an episode because I know like, I, I can imagine, like, wanting to specifically get to the point where Picard has to inter- intervene, Picard has to, has to go dad on everyone and be yeah. like, listen, I'm in charge, let me fucking handle it because you guys are mucking it up and have that very interesting, like, conversation. I really, really, really like the conversation with, what's her name, Nuria, over, like, what would an even earlier civilization think of you? Because yeah. that's a great way of framing it. I like She's that too. She's too dumb to figure it out. Yeah. But it was a great way of framing it, and it was, like, really good on, on Picard, and I think Picard really got some chances to shine, even if it was... It was often making stupid decisions, but he did, he did some good stuff. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that his decisions were stupid. I think... I, there just may have been better alternatives. Well, I don't even know that because I don't know how I would have handled this differently. You know, so you got to assume your starting position is you have a guy that has been contaminated. Yeah, and that he now he and so you have two. There's two starting positions. You have one guy who has seen your ship and mm-hmm. believes that you are a god. Yep, and has been healed by you. And has been healed from certain death by you. And you have a injured. Starfleet human officer hiding in a cave somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are your starting positions. How do you deal with that? And I feel like sending down Riker and Troy to both investigate the depth of the contamination as well as look for the, the Starfleet guy, I feel like that's that's fine. Did think, you see how much they loved playing dress up? It was so cute. Yeah. Like, I li- I Troy like, did a little bounce. It was adorable. Yeah, I like Troy's thing. Like, here the women precede their men. And made Riker walk in the back. Nice. What was the other thing you were going to say, Jake? So those are so right. So like, I feel like that was an okay decision. Like that's what you would do. I think they once they once the Mentakins found Palmer, then the stakes were raised because now it's not just one crazy dude yeah, going on about the Picard. some amount of proof. Now we have an alien. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, whatever these guys don't know who this is, and they, so now we have. This evidence, so now the situation's gotten worse, and now the priority becomes how do we extract our people? Now, here's one place where I'm like, what were they? What was the plan? Because Troy says, "Hey, what's over there?" And then she goes with them. Yeah, well, they were supposed to get further away, well, except I, for OG had to come I back. I get that. Yes. Okay. And so I assume let, she would have gotten out so, of their sight somehow. Like, is that was that what they were banking on? Because maybe. Like I mean, that's that what seems... they were banking on with Riker and, and Palmer. Well, Riker and Palmer, no. Their plan was to get everybody out of the room, and then Riker would take Palmer with him. And the, just so happened that one old guy stayed behind, and Riker had to tie him up. Yeah. Tied some great knots, though. Yeah. Mm. So, like, yeah, Riker and Palmer leaving would have worked fine if OG didn't have to come back to check the sundial. Mm. But 
I still don't see how they were thinking we'll get Troy out of here because here's the thing: if she didn't manage to get out of their sight in enough time to get beamed up, they would just have to they would have they would have gone back and they would have been, hey, your guy's gone. He tied up Oldman over here and Palmer's missing. Did so, Gary Oldman? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the, 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 it was, the that was not a great plan, but I don't know what they could have done differently. I have a, I have a, a not fully formed plan for what how they could have foibled these the Matakins. And that's, you know, A, we know that, what's his fucking name again? Liko. Liko's had some kind of traumatic injury thing and came back spouting nonsense about about the Picard. And that's when you tell him, oh, no, no, that was us. You go down there and you're disguised and you say, oh, no, that was us. We were putting on a play and you must have walked in and then hit your head. And and now you think that the, the, the play actually happened. In fact, if you see Palmer, he's one of our actors. Send him back to us when you're done. He got his head caught in a... Mechanical rice buffer <laughs> buffed down his ears and his eyebrows. Yeah, there was a nice scene there. It was very subtle in the background where the, when when they first find Palmer and one of them's like touching his ear. Oh, really? Oh, like, I, I missed that. that. So weird in like the forehead. Yeah, that I like. Yeah. I guess for me, what I would like is like drop everything involving kidnapping the leader woman and Picard talking to her. Really? I and like just, that was one of the best scenes in the whole show. Just have the episode be. Riker and Troy doing damage control. Maybe even cut Palmer entirely. So that it really is just the conviction of this man's belief and sort of desperation to have some way to get his wife back versus rationality. Because another issue I had was like, the Mentakins were just so quick to be like, oh, yeah, I guess God's real. I don't think they were, though. I don't think they were until yeah, Palmer came Yeah, Nuria certainly wasn't. Well, that's what I mean. But even, like, I still feel like even with Palmer showing up, it's like, I mean, there could be plenty of logical explanations for why he looks so funny. Well, he doesn't look that different. No, no, but he yeah. said that the Picard was looking for Palmer. Yeah, well, they didn't yeah, know that true. was necessarily Palmer. That's like, true, too. There's other unexplained things, like OG saw Liko fall. Oh, that's and, right. And, and, and gotta go down and, and bash her head, And too. basically, to her mind, he died. So she saw that. So the, the, the fact It's an that immersive he, play. There. The, the fact that he showed up again and was fully healed after falling that great distance. And, and but, seeing, talking about this other stuff. And then Palmer shows up. See, that still, I feel like, could work, though, even if you, if you exclude Palmer. Because at least for some folks, like, the argument could again be, like, it's like, no, but I saw him. He shouldn't be alive. Like, well, you're his daughter. Like, what? And again, you could have had this schism. You could have had a more interesting discussion, I think. I feel like that would have been stupid and boring. Like, yeah, maybe. I feel like that would have been like, I that would be less believable to me because I'd be like, yeah, I mean, okay, clearly you saw him fall. You were, you're hysterical. You thought he was hurt worse than he was. And he just passed out and had a crazy dream and woke up. Yeah. But the palm, at the element of Palmer also. I think, and I think I know what you're talking about, Chris. I think that they're, you're writing a different episode, though. And I think the episode that you're writing is... That episode of the Orville. The Orville episode where there has to be time. Yeah. Where, where the, there's time for this cult to develop, and they can come back, and then they say, Oh, shit. The contamination was worse than we thought. Now we have a big problem. Mm. And how do we deal with that? Like that's that, but that's and that's an interesting episode, and that's dealt with in different ways in Star Trek. And yeah, in a way, that's sort of a variant on a Nazi planet or gangster planet. Yeah, almost. yeah. So but it, I mean, I guess what I was going for was less like, oh God, here's what's happened. It's more like they know it could go this way, mm-hmm. and they're trying to cut it off at the past. Well, exactly. That's what I would. I would like to see more focus on the trying to cut it off at the past. Yeah, I think. I think I think shit just hit the fan too fast. For yeah, it to really work. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if that's the type of episode that you're interested in, I think that there'll be opportunities to see that in the future. So mm. don't despair. Well, there's actually, there's a, I mean, to my mind, a pretty good Enterprise episode that does something mm. trying to, like, prevent contamination they know they caused. Are there tits in it? No, it's actually mostly Reed and Archer. So lots of tits in it. <laughs> I mean, there is that one episode with tits. <laughs> Everyone's like... Discovery, first tits in Star Trek, and I'm like, you haven't seen Carbon Creek. Yeah, but you don't really see them. You see a silhouette, don't you? It's pretty detailed. I think I think you see if I wanted to to rub one out, I would <laughs> go for I would go for Carbon Creek before the Well, yeah, Klingon because tits. that fucking Klingon shit was fucking creepy. Yeah. 
Hey, hey, hey. I think Laurel is gorgeous. No, I don't mean she's not attractive. I just mean, like, at the time it almost felt like maybe she's raping him. What's happening? Like, I feel like you don't know enough at the time. So it's kind of like, ugh. This is true. Spoiler uh, alert for Discovery. There's some pretty. They've they seen come it. close to showing Jerry Ryan, but they never get to the to the business end. Who? Seven, uh, and, seven, seven and nine and Voyager. You can see her fucking pussy lips through her fucking yeah, but whatever jumpsuit. What what is there left to see? Boobies. Titas. When am I gonna get some fucking full frontal dick on my Star Trek? Yeah, maybe next season of Discovery. Yeah, but it'll, like so, but it'll be. I was gonna say, but it'll be Saru. <laughs> <laughs> it'll have like three prongs. <laughs> it has its own. Oh, I see your your threat ganglia reacting. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man! It'll have a it'll be cloven. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and write some fan fiction because he has hooves, so you'd have a cloven. That's not how animals with hooves. What does a cloven dick even look like? It's just a dick with two heads. It's like two acorns on a little twig. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm picturing like one of those weird fluffy trees from like a Dr. Seuss book. There you go. Oh, no, there Dr. You go. Seuss again. Ames, do you have uh, anything else for this? Like you were trying to say something. I don't know if I have anything else to say about this one, but I liked it. I, I don't also, like hate it. I just didn't love it. Yeah, I just thought the execution was lacking. Also, I didn't know why they had to be proto-Vulcans. That was stupid. Well, because they I, wanted to be like, they have logical minds like Vulcans. Yeah, they're, fig- yeah they're, they're figuring things out. They're looking into their own past. They're doing their own archaeology, which is kind of... No, I also but, think um, that like from a production standpoint, they're probably like... We got all these ears. We, yeah, we got all these ears, and let's establish that like Vulcanism is a look that yeah. is recurring. Yeah, you, gotta, you gotta do the ears special for every person, though. That's, yeah, true. that's true. But they may have been reusing Romulan foreheads because some of the heads didn't seem to fit, especially Bobby Hills there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Foreheads. Uh, I will say I wasn't a big fan of that very, very final scene, you know, where you get the little yellowy shawl thing. Oh, yeah, that like, now what did we learn today, yes. children? Yeah, like I said, it felt Thanks, like... Thanks, Professor a, X. It felt like a, like a 90s TV show, like the little lesson of the day blurb. Yeah, the very, very last lines of the episode were, remember my people, and Picard says, always. And then it ends right there. There's not even like another shot of like them panning away yeah, or no. showing the ship fly off. It's so just, end. done! Although, to be fair, he does keep that shawl thing he does it shows that's probably the most seen prop yeah in the rest of star trek yeah it's a, it's he keeps it draped over his chair yeah okay well cool well uh folks listening at home or in the car let us know what you think about uh help us settle the uh the the, the score here let us know is is who watches the watchers top or bottom or in the middle let us know <laughs> And in order to let us know, you can find us on Facebook. Search for A Star to Steer Her By. That's the name of our podcast. You can also send us a tweeter on tweet, Twitter. A tweet on Twitter. That's a one. At SSHB Podcast. Or you can send us a tumble on Tumblr. I don't know that's how tumbles work. There uh, are messages on Tumblr. There you go. Tumble us. We haven't gotten any tumble we have to turn messages. It on. Well, tumble uh, us. Have we got any tweets? Also SSHB Podcast. Of course, you can also subscribe to listen to this podcast in your Apple iTunes on your iPhone or your Apple Macintosh computer or your, maybe, (laughs) I don't think they have iTunes for Windows. Well, they might. Well, I mean, you can certainly have iTunes on your Windows machine. I don't think you cannot have it on your Android. Right. Or Or your your Windows phone. Windows (laughs) Windows Phone 8. Um, But what about the Google Pixel? Uh, no. ooh, um, How do I get it on my flip phone? That's an Android phone. Um, yeah, that you can't. Magic. You need Q. That you can't do. What, does your, well, wait, does your flip phone have a micro SD port? I don't know what that is. Because you could, in theory, sideload it onto a micro SD card that you then put in your flip phone if your flip phone has I a micro think, SD I port. I doubt it does. Okay. But anyway, those are some various ways you can subscribe. You can also find us on SoundCloud.com. Mm-hmm. Start to see her by. Search for it. Google iTunes, Google's version of iTunes, iStore, Google. The what? I don't know. Play, play, play store. Play the Google store. <laughs> play podcasts. <laughs> Another, any other podcast thing. So, and uh, if you do that, next week you'll hear us talking about two additional episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. Yay. The Bonding and 
Booby trap. <laughs> you said the. So that's TB and BT. Yeah. There you go. There we go. So that's all we have, I think, for today. My name has been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. And for once, this is Kevin. Good to see you, Kevin. Kevin! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sayonara. That's not how that goes. No. Sayonara. Hasta marinara. <laughs> oh, God. Go right off and go fuck yourself. I don't know. Also from I get it. it was the Moulin Rouge, the chorus oh, part to it. Because it's like in French and I have no fucking idea what they say. Voulez-vous uh, coucher avec moi ce soir? There you go. Would you like to sleep with me tonight? Oh, nice. That's what that means. Banging. Does Picard ever say that? Because I think he does. French is a dead language, okay? We'll, <laughs> we'll always have Moulin Rouge. Never I've actually it. never seen the movie. I've never, never seen the movie either. Hmm. Is that what, Jude Law? No. no, Ewan McGregor. No, yes, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Is it Ewan McGregor? Well, I, I just said I had never seen it. I have no clue. You know, yeah, for, well, for many years, though, Ewan McGregor and Jude Law were kind of interchangeable. So I a little bit. I mean, they don't I look that much alike, ex- though, is the thing. I missed They're both like the dapper British men. That's true, and they're about the same Yeah, but age, so is Hugh Grant, and you would never say Hugh Grant No, Jude he's, Law but he's in a specific kind of movie. He's also a little older. He's from a different generation. He's also a lot better looking than either of them. No. What? No. Lies. No, the, I think the prettiest... Hugh Grant? I think you would put Hugh Grant above Ewan probably, McGregor? I would put Jude Law above Ewan McGregor. I, no, well, I think they're tied, honestly. They're both I would say, Brat. in their prime, I would say McGregor, then Jude Law, oh, like then Hugh giving Grant. Him a kiss. Wow, poor Hugh Grant. This is Nothing against him, but romantic. the other two are more my type, apparently. You know, honestly, I can't even look at Ewan McGregor because he was in fucking awful Star Wars movies. He, he was, was good a, in it, though. He was like the good thing about it. He was the, the highlight. Other, yeah, other, other than the other Other than the fight corner. Oh, and yet he is schlong in Train Spotting. He's diner. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Train Spotting, that was a movie. Um, yeah, but wasn't Colin Firth in that? No, 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 no. Colin Farrell? Cut, no. He wasn't? Train Spotting, no. How Who else was in that? Hugh McGregor and a bunch of Englishmen whose names escape me. Famous Canadian actor Colin Mockery in Scottish <laughs> damn Boyle film. Movie. That is would K- be amazing. Is Colin Mockery Canadian? Yes. I didn't know that. They what? make they, they make that joke every single week. I, who's, who's I haven't seen Who's Line in so long. Anyway, we seem to have run out of things to say yes. about because uh, I've, I've been ranking British actors, and now we're talking about Colin Mockery. Wow, <laughs> everybody in Train Spotting's name is Ewan. <laughs> It also has, That's not um, true, but there are two humans. What's humans. her name? Something. The girl in that movie. Kelly McDonald? Kelly McDonald. She's she's attractive. She was in... Um, Ewan. Ewan McDonald. 